I, uh, we, uh, so I, we, we did trivia night last week. Yeah. Did I tell you about this? No. It was pretty fun. Have you ever done trivia night? Uh, no, actually, I haven't. We just kind of stumbled upon it at, at a local establishment last Monday night. I was out with some friends having some pints, yep. and then they're like, oh, you guys staying for trivia night? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. Yup. <laughs> it was really fun. We That's had a blast. Awesome. That's we sucked. Cool. We were doing really well, and then like there was a cat a category that was like old like black and white movies category, and then there was a uh, pop eighties category. I'm not gonna lie, like, dude. Trivia is pretty tough. Oh yeah, that was tough. Yeah, so like we were doing well until like those two categories that, that killed us. Right. Yeah. Where? What fun. spot was it at? Little pub in Bracebridge. Nice. And then uh, the, we, we ended up losing the whole thing. We got last place. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And so the beer or the the, uh, the pub bought us beers. Come on. For getting in last mm. place, they bought you beers? Yeah. Because they're embarrassed for you? I guess so. I don't know. I didn't feel like bad getting last place because like, we were right up there with everyone else. Right. And it was all older people. And then like it was like, womp, womp, 80s pop. Right. Like, frick. Now, did you, what are we gonna do? Did you pay money to go into the tournament? No, it was just free. Free. Oh, that's winner, the... winner, get, winner gets a trip to Ireland. No, not from this tiny little one. No, but you have to win like consecutive nights. ten times in a row. Yeah, something like that. But so you're telling me you randomly entered, you lost, and then you got free beers. That sounds like a perfect scenario. Yeah, very much perfect. And then so that m- last Monday night, I found myself three Guinness deep at 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. <laughs> your wife not knowing where you are, your kid. Like, where is this guy? <laughs> your kid crying for you. They uh, just started a bonus round. <laughs> oh, that's really good. All right, so what are we talking about today? My name's Jeremy. Over there we have Calvin. This is the Open Road Podcast, and we help you find adventure in the everyday by talking about mm-hmm. our adventures, keeping adventure top of mind, and interviewing people who uh, are also living in uh, adventure. So if my audio sounds a little different today, it's because I'm in Chicago, I'm in a hotel room, and I'm using my Zoom recorder. But uh, yeah. And you're recording this under the bean. I I am like like 100 steps away from the bean right now. Are you? You're in Beantown. I'm in Beantown. Also, people what's... from Beantown, people from Beantown are like some for some reason so embarrassed about the bean situation there. <laughs> but here's the thing: like, what's the deal with that thing? Like, who cares? Whenever there's like a really goofy thing like that in a city or area, I always just like to tell everyone that I meet there that I came to see that one <laughs> thing and that one thing only. Like when we went to Chicago like a little while ago. I just told told everyone I just came for the bean. Just for just the bean. Just came to touch the bean. That's really funny. That's hilarious. Just make sure I'm recording. Yeah, good. Cool. So uh, today's episode, uh, for those listening out there, um, we have no guest, but we it's been a while since Calvin and I kind of connected, and we have a lot to talk about in the world of uh, what our adventures, uh, sorry, where our adventures have taken us. Um, Calvin, I'd love to hear about about yours first. Okay, Um, I can tell you a little bit. Um, So, I mean, if you didn't listen to our episode last week, I'll give you a quick little. Villain, 
Jeremy was away. He met up with an old friend of ours that we met on the podcast last year. His name also Jeremy Ends. Now, Jeremy Ends West, we'll call him, is um, experimenting with and or trying to... Uh, the discussion they had was about surrounding um, raising money. How can you raise $10,000 and what do you need to do and you know what's the, the steps to put in place? And it was actually really interesting, so I'd encourage you to go check it out if you haven't already heard. And, um, and you enjoyed that episode, one? I actually did, Jer. I would tell you if I didn't. What did, what, was, um, like, what did you particularly enjoy about it? Our buddy Tyrone told me that he did as well, and... You know, for me, I'm like, all right, two dudes sitting in a car, like, seemed pretty yeah. good, M- mildly interesting to me, but I'm glad that you liked it. But I, I like him, right? Like, I just think he's a good, um, I think he's a great podcaster and, and talker. Yeah. Um, so what did I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something I liked about that episode and something I didn't like. Oh, yeah. Um, I liked, um, I liked listening to him kind of describe that conference. Yep. It sounded really interesting to me. Like it sounded kind of like stuff we've talked about before, like um, really hype, like self-made entrepreneur stuff, like right. how you can get sucked into that. And I don't think he's like that kind of guy at all. But I think um, it was neat hearing, you know, the right. the you know keynote guy's story, and, and that was all really interesting. I thought that was a cool story. Um, what I didn't like. Listening to my idiot friend drone on for twenty minutes about a dang ping pong match. <laughs> oh, dude, that yeah, was the we've match all of the played century. a game of ping pong, Jer. I get it. You ping it back and you pong it back. Enough uh, said. Move on. One person pings, the other person pongs. Move on. So, anyways, it got me thinking. Um, you know, you, we were talking about, or you guys were talking about, you know, how do you raise money? How do you how do you do kind of this interesting um, philanthropic yep. thing? And I've, I've really never raised money for anything. I was thinking about it, and I think I raised a little bit of money for a bike ride 15 years ago, probably when I was a little kid. Yep. And I hit up my grandparents and my parents or something and got like 50 bucks, something, like, something goofy like that. Right. And, and you were scoffing and mocking at people that do that. Um, and, I, and I agree. I would totally scoff and mock people that, you know, did this big proclaim trying to raise like $65. Right. So um, just so happens this past weekend, I was signed up to do a charity bike ride. So um, I was thinking about it a bit and I thought a way to raise money. I thought about like this. It, it's kind of like one of these more intense bike rides. Right. And for people to kind of give money, I think it kind of has to be something kind of special. Yes. So when I was thinking about something like what would make people want to give me money, like reasonably significant amount of money to do something like that well a like i'm not a cyclist so it's one thing to you know make me get on a bike and pedal 80 kilometers yeah that's that's good and that's how and long this thing, bike ride was that you it was were 80 doing kilometers yeah wow that's pretty fair. um so that's fair and i feel like i could have done well like i could have like played a good case to um you know start emailing friends and family yep. to, to get that cash rolling in but then i thought oh i got if i can raise the stakes a little bit more i think i can ask a lot more right um so and then, uh, so, and making a bit of a team. So anyways, I, I had the idea to do it on a tandem bicycle, <laughs> which are, A, I love tandems. They're just hilarious and so nerdy. And, oh, so uh, and good. B, doing 80-kilometer bike ride with, like, all these pretty mega intense bros was pretty hilarious. So we, I did that, and, and it worked out really well. People were responsive to it and thought it was really funny and goofy, and it actually raised a good bit of coin. So are you telling me you've already raised the coin and you've already done the race? I've done the race. I've already hit my goal of a thousand bucks. Really? I have 
the the I have the the things open for another like ten days or something, and I already have people telling me that uh, they're still going to donate. So I'll you know greatly exceed my little goal of a thousand dollars. That's amazing. Well, I haven't even donated, and I meant to. But you're telling me you already did the race with Chad on the tandem? We did it last weekend. Yeah, on Saturday. You Done. don't you don't seem Boom. like beat up. Like you seemed like it was no problem. You know what? The only I actually feel fine. I was like, oh man, like I. I went for like one practice bike ride the Saturday before, yeah. like, like 15 kilometers or something. Right. And I was like, oh, well, either I can do it or I can't. It's just biking. Wow. But, you know? Um, so yeah, like I feel fine. My legs feel fine. The only thing that's like took a pounding is my undercarriage. <laughs> right. It is inevitable, I guess, with those bike seats. Right. And now, did you get a tandem that like had gears and stuff? Yeah. So we got... Jer, oh, I never talked to you at all about this. Dude, I know. That's why I'm like, it's already over. All right, like, so come on, hit me. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, like, I'm thinking, yes, tandem, absolutely got to do it. Amazing. And I was, like, looking at, yeah. So, I'm like, where can I get, like, a decent tandem bike? Like, the only ones I've ever ridden are the beach cruiser styles where they're just single speed. Right. So, I started looking up tandem bike with gears. I find, stumble upon this website, um, largest tandem bike distributor in Canada. Sweet. That seems like exactly what I want to be. Um, so click the website, beautiful website, really great. Looks like they do tandem bikes with gears, like they make custom tandems. So I, I ring them up um, a week before yeah. and I tell them all about my thing. Like, you know, I need a bike for rent. I'm doing this 80 kilometers. And then they say, oh yeah, we have, we have a rental. And I'm like, oh great. Like, um, okay, well here's my specs and here's, you know, the kind of bike I'm looking for. And they're like, oh, whoa, whoa, well we have one rental and, uh, and, and that's kind of it. And it's, um, and I was like, oh, okay, well. Kind of disappointing that the world's largest tandem center only has one rental bike. Right. Uh, so it was uh, just kind of one of those goofy names. But, um, <laughs> anyway, so they talking to the lady. She's super nice. She tells me she has one tandem bike. Um, I told her my height, weight, and my partner's height, weight. And she says, says to me, hmm, well, you guys are both probably about six inches too tall for it. Uh, <laughs> you guys are not tall guys. <laughs> no, it's, it's like this like medium sized bike, <laughs> and uh, and it's a mountain bike, and I'm like, hey, who is mountain tandeming? That's amazing. <laughs> you are, dude. You are. <laughs> and so we don't worry. We put different tires on it, and I'm like, all right, well, whatever. Reserve it. <laughs> and you know, twenty five dollars later. If this is literally later, the only one, please reserve it. <laughs> so then I call the guy up, and that's fine. And then I call the guy up like the day before just to confirm, like, hey, like I called, I didn't leave a deposit or anything, like. Right. Just making sure I'm good to come get this thing. He's like, oh, yeah, great. Yeah, for sure. Come on. Like, what kind of add-ons do you want? <laughs> I'm like, oh, add-ons? Yo, He's give like, me well, a bell. Give me a water bottle holder. Give me yeah, extra Yeah, so I'm tubes. like, well, I mean, we're doing this 80-kilometer ride. I really love water bottle holder. He's like, yeah, it's got four. Like, <laughs> all right, sweet. I'm like, I was like, well, I'll just take everything you got. Right. He's like, all right. Well, he's got, we got four cages. We got a Speedo. We got a Bell. We got uh, clip-in pedals. That's amazing. And he's going on and on about all these things. And he's like, yeah, we got a cargo rack. And I'm like, all right, maybe lose the cargo rack. <laughs> Don't really need that. Then I started cutting back on the add-ons when I right, realized right, right, what right, I had right. asked for. Right, right. Oh, it's so Yeah, good. so that was great, Jerry. I, I secured our ride. And you know what? We did really well. We Everyone was kind of like, we were the, kind of the butt of the joke. And, yeah, you know, of course you Comments from the peanut gallery. Like, it's a pretty intense ride. This thing looks like a piece. And it's, like, really, really heavy. Yeah. And solid steel. And and it has, like, big, like, mountain bike tires on it. And uh, Did you post some pretty... photos? Like, do you have photos? I haven't posted anything yet. I'm going to post. I mean, if you, if you uh, agree to... Um, it's part of the deal, Jared. If you're, you know, gonna um, pitch for this, then you get some updates and photos. That's that'd be great. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dude, that's that is so awesome. And like what was so, it what was it like to actually do the ride? Like did you and Chad have good conversation? Was it hilarious? It was, great. was it no, just it was, was it tiring? I've never done race like bike rides like that. It's highly social, yes. which was a great fun because a lot of our friends doing it. So it was great. Everyone would just kind of come up to us and we'd chat for a while. And to be fair, like we thought we were going to be like really disadvantaged on this thing. Right. But we kind of realized pretty quickly on like, oh, we have double the manpower right now on a bike that's like, you know, maybe like a third heavier than everyone else. Right, right. So we were actually doing quite well right. in terms of like, ca- like there was no one was trying to like you know get us to catch up at all we were um ahead we're, we're well mediocre if not ahead most of the time uh now our one downfall because we had so much weight was uphill climbs right was tough but we caught up for those on the flats and the downhill right oh how fast did we get on one of these mega downhills Hit in me. the uh 67 kilometers an hour clocked stop it <laughs> Just hanging on for dear life on this. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, that's incredible. We're all around the escarpment, right? So we hit this massive hill. It was incredible. Man, were you scared? You you guys were wearing helmets. We were wearing buckets. So I was on the front. Chad's on the back. And then he's like, man, like, I'm trusting you to, like, ride the brakes down this hill. Please slow down. (laughs) Yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, totally. Like, I don't want to, like, bomb, like, biff on this thing. (laughs) And... I didn't realize, like, I felt, like, pretty comfortable on the front. Like, it rides like a normal bike. Right. But on the back, I only ever noticed this after, like, today, actually, when I saw some pictures that our friends were posting. The back seat was hilarious. Chad's, like, sitting straight up in, like, he, in like a 90-degree position, like, chest up, arms <laughs> way low. Like, the, the bar's, like, down on the seat. And I'm like, oh, that's not comfortable at all. And it so just looks just like he's in agony. No, no... <laughs> No control at all going 67 kilometers an hour on the back of a bike. Right. So, <laughs> so kudos to him for putting up with that. So how long did it take you guys? I think like four hours or three and a half hours. And how many times did you stop? We stopped uh, once at 40. Wow. That's pretty yeah. impressive. I'm really proud of you guys. I thought that was so awesome. Um, when you messaged me about it and you like said, hey, what are you doing this weekend? I like man, I would have loved to have been that person on you. That would have been like the perfect adventure. But in some ways, I'm glad that you got to do it with someone else so we could just chat about it. And I would for sure yeah. do it again if, if that was another thing we wanted to do one day. Well, hey, here's the thing, Jer. They have a triple. No, they don't. So if we want to like think ahead, raise some serious coin, a triple. Dude, I am Which so, be so down to do that next year. <laughs> I can't even tell you. That's incredible. <laughs> Like, how unreal would a triple date? just have to book off the date, like, well in advance. That's yeah. amazing. So, yeah, it was it was pretty fun. So, how many how many dollars have you raised so far? I'm at uh, I'm at a thou. Nice. So, you've made your goal, and now you're made just my going goal. for gravy. Yeah, and I thought we talked about this, and you thought a thousand was a reasonable goal. And I thought so, too. I didn't think I wouldn't hit it, but um, it's nice that to uh, get, get a bit extra rolling. Yeah, well, you know, I thought it was reasonable, especially given how, like, tight the timelines were. Yeah, I submitted it on Wednesday, and then the race was on Saturday, so I only had a couple days. Yeah, so I think that's amazing. I mean, I think you get the the bulk of your, like, quick donators early anyways. Exactly. Um, Like, you get your core group of family and friends, and then... So I was just, like, thinking, like, "Mm, I wonder if, like... If I really, like, went to town, like, emailing... Like, I emailed probably, like, 15 people. Right. If I really, like, hit up my network, I wonder how much more I could have raised. Probably lots. Y- you know what I mean? You think lots? Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think, I think like you say, like, the tandem thing was a really good pull. 
um, that I think is a compelling, like mm-hmm. fun thing that people are willing to get behind. And I thought your email campaign was good. And I like that it was partially inspired by what we talked about last week. So that's cool. So, and I think it's hard. I mean, it's hard to like want to sponsor someone who's really into cycling to go and cycle 80 kilometers on a Saturday. Dude, it's totally. Like this- like, it's like, well, this guy's already like, he's yeah. pretty much going to do this anyways. And he's really right. into it on like a $10,000 bicycle. Right. So it's like, eh. Do so I, I really want to? Like, yeah, yeah, totally. <clears throat> so I think like just the way to get people to give is to, you know, knowing that you're getting someone out of their comfort zone and doing something kind of fun. Yeah. And so, I mean, raising the stakes in any way, like it's just fun to get creative and think of how you can start raising the stakes and even like doing something hilarious, like. You know, give me 200 bucks and I'll wear a Pikachu costume or something. Oh, dude, totally. And that's the thing, too, where I think that plays into this idea that, like, it's a one-time thing where, you know, okay, next, like, you're not going to ever do it on a tandem again because you've been Mm -hmm. there, done that. So next year, we'd either raise the stakes to a triple or do it on a unicycle. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And that was the same thing when I cut off my dreads where, well, this is literally only going to happen once. So if I want to get on board, I'm going to do it or I'm not, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like thinking about like, whoa, 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 back up. Let's think about this for a few minutes and then commit. So I, d- I just, I had fun with it. Do you, um, do you feel like a sense of accomplishment that you did it in such a short period of time? Or are you kind of like, ah, cool, move on? Not really. That was fine. I mean, you mean the ride? I don't know. Just all of it. Or the, the whole unit. No, it's fine. I mean, I'm not too, I don't think I'm, I'm not too proud of myself. That's interesting that you say that because even when I like cut my hair off and I like met my goal, I'm like, oh, I met it. Should I have made it twenty thousand dollars? I know that was the and Jerry, I was the exact same thing. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm like I spent like twenty five minutes like emailing some people and I was like, oh, well, I spent a little bit longer. Could have got a little bit more. Interesting, but I think that's a lesson that even goes back to what Jeremy and I were talking about. Where are you making a, you know. A, a pretty like intense goal yeah and i think there's just there's this um i think i you and i would see this interesting little cap where like we head up our friends and family like they're probably like always going to sponsor us totally for doing something like this once or twice a year but it's somehow reaching beyond that network yeah. and doing something that people that really don't know you well care about and actually will um pull the wallet out for well i mean yeah, I think so yes, what does that yes look and like? no like, there no because if I could get my family and friends to pull out their wallet twice a, a year, but I'm not doing that for some sort of good cause, then mm-hmm. that means that too is a, kind of a missed opportunity. Yeah. But yeah, I and think you're right. If you're going to go for something like 10000 or or even more, you need to do something a little bit more. I don't know. Part of the funny thing is too, like it's it was raising money for like a like a cause that I'm like, I, I really care about and, and, and I'm interested in right but it's hard to get like i'm not a great communicator of that like i especially over email it's really hard to get people kind of um knowledgeable and understand what their you know the charity is right so um it's mainly i mean i i just kind of know like people would were don't putting their donations in to see me do something goofy right which is like it's fine is it did what it it served its purpose to raise money for this thing but um, I think going like to reach any further, you have to really get people on board and understanding, you know, why they should be giving, um, not just for the act or, you know, whatever a uh, dunk tank, yep. but, you know, really for the cause. Yep. 
And I don't know if we really chatted about it, but the cause you did it for was Young Life, and it was called the Young Life Fondo. Yeah, I don't know what Fondo means. I believe it's some sort of Italian biking term. Nice. Yes, yeah. but I think. So if people want to look that up, where would they go? Like, where would they find your give, giving page or anything? That's a great question. I would just, oh, yeah, we'll just look up Young Life Fondo, um, Ontario 2017. Okay, cool. And we'll, we might put something in the show notes. But yeah, um, cool. we talked a little bit about Jeremy, and he actually has launched his campaign to uh, build a well for Charity Water. And I think he's mm-hmm. at about 3,000 of uh, 10,000. So if you guys listened to our episode last week and you want to support Jeremy, please do that. Um, We'll probably post a link to uh, some of that stuff in uh, in this uh, episode as well. So good stuff happening there, mm-hmm. and that's cool that you did that, Calvin. I think that's it's awesome. Like it's that was a perfect way to just say yes to adventure. I mean, you were four days before it happened, and you're like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm getting a tandem, and we're going. Yeah, it's fun. Um, Jer, so wait, let's talk a little bit about how Jeremy Enns is doing this hilarious um, dare thing. Can you explain that a bit? Uh, sure. So I think he just basically created a Google Sheet that anyone yes. can access and anyone okay. can add challenges that are in the world of personal development. That right. And now he's kind of integrated that into his campaign. So if okay, you... Okay, so it's very much your... Okay. Yeah, so if you donate to his campaign, then you can have a stake in choosing which development challenges he's doing and like make him do more embarrassing stuff. So oh, that's um, great. I love that. Yeah. So the links to all of that stuff is in our episode from last week. So if, uh, if you go listen it's, to that, that's kind of a cool idea. I like it. And I it's like so dangerous, but it's so good. I, I just love it. Well, and I just like the idea of looking to like looking at life and saying, I want new experiences. I want things that are going to challenge me and I want to, uh, stretch myself beyond my comfort zone to maybe expand my comfort zone and I just think that's a really cool and admirable thing so mm-hmm. yeah. so Jared do you think you could have done 80 kilometers well if if you did it with one practice bike like I gotta think I would have been able to do it oh really really I'm I'm fit Jared I don't think you're that much more fit than me <laughs> dude all right like you All might, right. you might be, but like you can kill yourself for one day, you know? Yeah, that's what I, that's what I kept thinking. I was like, yeah, it's one day. Like I can obviously do it. Right. So. And I think too, like the camaraderie of you and Chad on this thing, like probably helped a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Like you're not going to quit if he's not going to quit. Several times I would look back and he would be like hands off the handlebars, like insta storying. That's amazing. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty funny. Uh, well, I think that's... So, Jared, the, the cycling world, have you ever, have you been introduced to this world at all? So, I, I got, guess we'll just stay on this topic for a few more minutes because it's a little bit interesting. I got introduced um, back in June when I cycled from my work to my work, uh, like we have like a summer day retreat and like it was at oh, a yeah. conservation area and I biked probably 20 or 25 kilometers and Beauty. I honestly thought it was so incredible. It was like the beautiful right? like sights and the smells and the fact that, wow, I just did that all on my own with my own body power and I didn't get in a car. And I just – I was like, man, I need to be a cyclist, but I don't want to spend $4,000 on a bike. <laughs> so here's the thing. Like it is very fun. And yes. it's uh, – I didn't realize how social it was because it's just quiet and right. it's nice and it's right. – you're not like – you're not huffing and puffing. Uh, so it's no. you, you can have a conversation and it's like 
you go somewhere beautiful where you can have nice scenery. Um, so it was great. I mean, but who do you see like cycling gear? Pretty much rich white dudes. <laughs> right. It, it's like, and so it was just kind of like a funny discussion. Chad and I were talking about kind of like the cycling culture. Right. And we're like, 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 oh, like, like a lot of our friends are getting into it and, and doing it. And, uh, and we were just thinking how it's just like one more sport that, uh, you know, we, we're getting sucked into that is the ultimate in like white privilege sport. Right. Yeah. So I, I think for that reason, I just don't want to do it. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think everything that, yeah, I don't know. It's, that, that's a good point. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Like I, I can I, only do so much, Jer. Any sport that requires a $4,000 investment, is that right? really worth doing? I know. I know. Yeah. But anyways, I really, when I did it, I borrowed a friend's bike and I just thought it was, it was very freeing is maybe how I would describe it. Like I felt free Mm -hmm. when I was on a bike and just soaking in the scenery and like you say, speeding down hills and and doing that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good way to find adventure. So even if it is, even if there are, if it is partially problematic, um, I think getting on a bike and using your own body to, you know, you know, to power something, I think that's an adventure right there. Jer, we'll end it off at this. I'm more than happy to set a goal to hit 75 kilometers an hour on triple, <laughs> which I know is doable. Oh my like, gosh, it is dude. Definitely. I don't know if I can commit to that. <laughs> would you get, would you get on board with that? I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's... There were dudes there hitting 80 on singles. Oh my gosh. No, I, which was sweet. We would be dead if we fell. <laughs> yeah, I know. You definitely would be dead. Just road rash central or dead. Yeah. So anyways, that's I think that's cool. And I'm glad you had a great biking adventure. And to me, that, you know, is is a perfect way to describe what we're trying to do on this podcast, which is find new ways to try new things. And I'm proud of you, Calvin. I like that. Thank you. So what else you got going on? Well, I got good news and I got bad news to round out this episode. So you tell me what you want first. Oh, I want all of it. <laughs> what do you want first? It's up to you. You're, <laughs> you just choose your own adventure. Hit, uh, hit me with the good news. I'm on good vibes and we'll end off on a drab, <laughs> depressing. Okay, good news. Um, I got a call from Rudy, my father, the other day. Yes, okay. And he basically... In like the most calm voice, proceeds to tell me, "Yeah, Jer. So I was uh, I was dealing with this customer today, and I was able to trade uh, a flat repair for a new engine for Lily." Yes. <laughs> just, yes. just wheeling and dealing in the tire shop. So I love it. So we always know that Rudy is like a big time wheeler and dealer. He's got yes, connections. We know this. He's got a guy for everything but i did not expect so soon sure enough <laughs> so soon after lily's motor blue that he would say i traded a tractor flat repair for an rv motor that is just so hilarious so as far as uh, an rv update it's been a few weeks since we've given one but this is a good development but still there are questions who will put okay. it in Will is it going to be the right this, motor? Like I, there's still a lot of questions. But does he have any answers other than the fact that he's assumed this uh, motor? Well, I see. See, I didn't want to ask him more questions until like we got to release the info slow. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's fine by me. So right now we're gonna build everybody up and say there's a new motor, and then maybe we'll have to bring them back down later. But that's the good news for now is that Rudy did a farm uh, 
excuse me, tractor flat repair for uh, a new motor. So that's pretty cool. I love that. Yeah. So that's the good news is that Lily might actually run once again, in which case our dreams of maybe even doing a full reno could still be possible. Oh, yeah. I haven't given up hope, Jer. I was looking at a truck today. And it had it was like a big diesel truck, and it had these uh, exhaust smokestacks yes. out like the back of the cab. Yeah. And I was just thinking, mm, I hate it, but I think it's just so badass. <laughs> <laughs> so if Lily could have these massive smokestacks, <laughs> it totally could, dude. There's any uh, the the sky's the limit, truly. I know. So that's the good news. All right. Do you want? I love it. All right. Okay. Do you want the bad? Hit me with the bad. Um, <laughs> so, remember how I um, had access to a drone? Oh, yeah. What has happened with the drone? Well, I haven't seen any drone pics lately. I bo- I'm still waiting to get my, my allotted time with it. So, I borrowed it this past weekend. Uh, and it was a, a buddy's drone. A buddy's right? drone. I borrowed it for a wedding that I was filming. Nice. And I may or may not have uh, dropped it into the Port Sydney Rapids. Oh, <laughs> you are kidding. Oh, I wish I was kidding, Calvin. I had my first drone. How did that happen? I had my first drone accident, and the thing is, like, beyond gone. And not even yours. No. I'll point out again in case you forgot. <laughs> not even mine. So here's the thing. So I had just done a couple of really cool shots where, like, the couple's standing on a rock, and I, like, have the drone in their face, and then I fly it away to, like, a like it looks pretty cool. Yeah. And then they're kind of on their way, so I'm just now getting a couple extra shots of the rapids. And so I'm facing the rapids, uh, and I'm, like, taking a shot that's, like, moving backwards off the rapids. So it's, Sweet. like, this kind of cool cinematic shot, like, disappearing off the rapids. And... When you're looking at this drone from far away, it's like really hard to tell exactly where it is because it's truly so small in the air as it gets farther away from you. Right. And as I'm coming off the back of the rapids, I don't realize that the river kind of curls around to one side and I'm just coming straight back. And little do I know, I'm getting closer and closer and closer to shore. And there's this massive tree branch that's reaching out into the middle of the um, into the middle of the rapids. Kaboom. Backed right into it. Kaboom. I'm looking at my screen. All of a sudden, the screen is starting to twirl. I look over just in time to see the drone just go boom, boom, straight into the water. water. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then it just got carried away in the rapids. Dude. It's gone. I literally booked it back to my car. Like, I'm on the other side of this big river. I booked it across the bridge to my car. Drove to a cottage down the way, like ran down the bank of this guy's like steep hill to the bank of the river on the other side. And there was just no sign of it at all. Like the thing was like gone, gone, gone. That is so good. So now what? A, A, you ruined someone's wedding. B, you ruined some guy's drone. Maybe worse. What's what's there uh, to do? What do you do? You took off, fled the country. Yeah. You're now in... Chiberia. That's exactly what happened. I'm now in Chicago, but don't tell anybody, and I'm just trying to avoid everything. Oh my goodness, Jer. So, so similar. Is he gonna want like uh, one of those new DJI Phantoms or something? Phantom Tens. No. So here's the thing. 
similar to the way we're not giving any extra closure to the RV story, whether or not this new motor is going to make it work, I'm not going to give any closure to whether or not I'm going to have to pay $1,000 to replace this drone. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I mean, what are you going to do? No, I'm still working out what's what's going to have to happen um, with the person who I borrowed it from, etc. But uh, we'll, you know... It's funny because these drone accidents, like you hear about them all the time, crashes drone into whatever. You never think it's going to happen to you, and like you think <laughs> I you're. I don't know why. You think you're flying this thing with so much care, and then something like this happens, and you feel like a big idiot, and you just got to tell yourself, "No, this happens to a lot of people who fly drones." And does it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can say that. You can make me feel bad as you want, buddy, but I don't know. I'm, I'm selfishly, I'm really bummed. I literally crashed the drone i like i was careful with it not to let other people fly it so they wouldn't crash it and then i'm the idiot who crashed it <sighs> it's gone it's just it's literally gone it was this weirdest feeling like in life no matter where you are you like feel a sense of loss for things like say you lose a pet or you know you lose something and you're just like man if only what i would have done this different thing or thought this different way it would still be here but there's like nothing i can do and Nothing I, when I think back truly, there's nothing I really would have done different. Like it was almost just because of inexperience that right, I right. wasn't a little bit more careful, which I would probably be the next time. But how would I have known that? Like, I know you had to, I knew you had to be careful with those things. I'm trying to think of like, I, if it were my drone, would I be upset with you as my friend? Would I want some sort of reimbursement? What would I want out of this situation? Right. And what what were your thoughts? Like, what would you do if I crashed your drone? Um, you hadn't like you're not that attached to it because you a you loaned it out, and I feel like if you're loaning out a drone, you're kind of like it could go. It's fifty fifty. You maybe you're gonna get this thing back, maybe not. I say fifty fifty. Yeah, I think if I had if I owned a drone and I were to lend it out, if they broke it, I would want them to replace it now. Again, I won't get into all the nitty-gritty details fine, here. Fine, fine. But this drone was given to someone who bought a new drone, so they also weren't as invested in it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like the person okay. I borrowed it from paid for it. But Got it, got it. But it's still like, man, now there's no drone, and now I can't access a drone. So uh, it just feels it, it just feels terrible, dude. I would entertain the thought of us buying a company drone. Yeah, I would too. But then would I really? Because I know how easy it is to crash now. <laughs> Are there training courses we should be taking? I don't know. I don't know. But that's the depressing note we need to end this episode on. Yeah, that's sad, sad news, my friend. Yeah. But here's the good news. Okay. The the person that we got this drone from, they bought a new drone, so maybe they'll buy a new new one and give us their old new one. So there's still hope. Okay, okay. But if this if you if you haven't like peeved this guy off so much. Yeah, we'll see. I gotta I gotta follow up with him later this week, so so All right, well, we'll wrap. I mean, um, to our listeners, um, check out uh, Young Life Fondo slash Calvin Berry if, if you like donating. I mean, I did this great thing uh, <laughs> for the kids. I'm not going to lie, for the kids. So uh, feel free to contribute there. Any and all dollars are highly appreciated and highly valued doing a great thing, sending kids to camp. Yep. So uh, please do. Please also check out Jeremy N's West's um, page. And I'm, I'm very curious to see what he has on there. Uh, if someone hasn't done it already, I'm going to put stand-up comedy on there. I think that is just so terrifying and would be, I would just love to see that. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually, on his list of personal challenges. Uh, I feel like you could come up with a decent stand-up comedy bit. Like, you're a pretty funny guy. Me? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I need, I need, I, I would need a day, I think. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for listening, friends. Uh, follow up with stuff in the show notes. And other than that, just go live your live an adventure. And if you have a story about an amazing bike ride that you took once upon a time in your life, share it with us. Email it to us, Jeremy or Calvin at openroadpod.com. And we definitely read it on the show. So if you have a good biking mm-hmm. adventure or a good drone adventure that you want to share with us, uh, we definitely share it. So thanks so much for listening and uh, go out into the world and live an adventure. Yeah.